0: Welcome to The Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, Registered Holistic Nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin
1: Solution, where we help women, just like you, get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, Registered Holistic Nutritionist and Program Director in the Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey.
0: We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. So we're going to go through a list of symptoms. Now, I would love for you just to take a little mental note here. Have you ever experienced any of these or are you currently experiencing any of these? You ready for it, Chris? We're going to list them out. We're going. I'm, I'm fastening my seatbelt. Okay. You're ready? Fastening your seatbelt. Let's do it. Acne, low back pain, bloating, changes in your appetite, big time cravings. Maybe we're crying a lot for no, we don't know why constipation, maybe some depression or anxiety. Yeah, uh, you, you know, fast heartbeat, maybe feeling extremely fatigued and tired, very irritable, anxious, tense, headaches, hot flashes, joint pain, mood swings, not feeling as interested in sex with a bit of a low libido, swollen, sore, tender breasts, brain fog, trouble concentrating, trouble sleeping, swollen hands or feet, weight gain, or just wanting the world to leave you alone. Have Do we ever experience any of those in the past? Chris is like, I
1: currently experience wanting to be alone. (laughs) Can I pick the ones I have? I call that being a mom. (laughs) This is my daily my daily
0: roller coaster. (laughs) Or fluid retention is another big one. And here's the thing: these are all symptoms of PMS which as women, we are so familiar at this stage in the game of PMS. And it's almost like you feel like you're not in control of your body. It's like your body's controlling you. And when I was in my, I don't know, what was I, early teens or or, or whenever, you know, I had got my period and had all these different symptoms going on. I didn't realize that these were normal because everybody around me has PMS, right? And that goes back to that. Previous podcast we talked about of just because something is common does not mean it's normal. We shouldn't have to be having crazy mood f- swings and hot flashes and, you know, fearing super irritable and headaches every time we're getting our period. Like the body's not designed to do that. These are symptoms of
1: deeper rooted issues. Well, that's just a beautiful segue to say, well, what causes it?
0: Yeah, Chris, what causes us to have these PMS symptoms?
1: Outside of children and husbands, I can't find the car keys and a hectic work schedule is like that that kind of stuff. Are you talking outside of those things? I,
0: I feel like that's more burnout than PMS. Well, let's talk about my workload. No kidding. I'm just kidding. Chris, I told you I would send you something shiny. I would Amazon Prime you like a new coffee mug you know, something cool, a coffee mug, I, a funny one, like obviously a funny coffee mug with coffee
1: so that my family can take it. Well, I don't know, Chris, we'll have to come up with a more clever way. Huh? I see how you're trying to do. Sharing is caring. I buy my things with love. I buy <laughs> my, I buy my love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just great. I, I stress when I get those gifts. I know.
0: Here, Chris, I got you some functional coffee with adaptogens in it. Yay.
1: I'll just crush it and snort it. <laughs> That's where we're at so, this point. <laughs> all right. So what's causing this? This is like the key, key, key component, right? Because again, common does not mean normal. So I have to just rock that in. If you have not got there yet by all these other podcasts and following Katie and working inside the Clear Skin Solution, common is not normal. It took me a while to kind of delineate those. So let me tell you. Honestly, it
0: was a headache getting her to...
1: Getting her, she's like, but it's not normal.
0: I am like, that's what we're saying, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, so thank you. She, she didn't cry, Chris, yeah. me off.
0: She lunch. didn't understand the concept. She goes, well, of course it's not normal. I am like, I know it. But
1: <laughs> it took us a few days, but we got there. It, it did. They, they had to rip off the bandaid eventually, but I got there. So she got there. Hormone imbalances, right? For sure, the body can go up and down; and it can fluctuate. We see so many times, again, that deterrent and inflammation. Well, what comes from inflammation? Stress. What are stressors? Anything internal, external that is not in balance or perpetuating the issue, right? We love essential fatty acids, right? We They're low, anti-inflammatory, everything. But what happens when you're choosing that fish or over-consuming fish that is just riddled with mercury? Mm-hmm. Could that be a stressor? Absolutely. We're gonna see low vitamin and mineral levels, see it all the time. Where the HTMA doesn't go into specifics, we can at least use those zinc and copper ratios along with the adrenals and, and the four key pillars of calcium, magnesium, sodium, sodium, potassium. When you draw those in, it says, hey, you know what, we got an issue. So why are, you smiling? Why are you smiling? I'm smiling because I'm like, like, I was on a roll and now why are you smiling? I am smiling because you got went into geek mode.
0: I'm like, I'm going to have to decode this for the people listening.
1: No, they, I was about to. No opportunity. She starts smiling and now I'm like, oh, do I have a booger? Like, can she see a big booger in my nose or something? That's where I was going with this. Here she goes. So reminder an HTMA
0: is a hair trace mineral analysis, which is a functional test we run for clients in the clear skin solution that looks at their mineral and mercury and heavy metals. So Chris, keep going. I had to just put a little footnote.
1: Okay, <clears throat> Excuse me as I, I come back. Now I'm going to add stress <laughs> Work stress stress, check, work stress. Katie, Katie stress. No, we don't have work stress. We have, we have lines of stress. We have work stress. We have Katie stress. We have a no thank you, Archie and exclamation capitals, emotional traumas, past or present. Mm-hmm. And those are significant because that goes into our preconditioned beliefs, right? So when we're looking at those environmental toxins or those traumas or those thoughts, right? Even outside of the alcohol and the caffeine, because we know they can perpetuate weight gain, weight loss. Uh cal- Caloric restriction—that's mm-hmm. big in PMS. Okay, don't let that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Don't don't let that go underestimated. Lack of exercise, even. But if you're fatigued and trouble sleeping, where's your motivation? Because I'll tell you, I've been looking at, and I truly want this wall Pilates, like do-it-yourself kind of thing. And I've like kind of joined a little bit, and then unjoined and whatever. I haven't joined as in like bought it, but I like I want it so bad. And I just can't trigger it. What the? What, what do you mean wall Pilates? You know I love Pilates. That's like where I'm five days a week. Yeah, there's wall Pilates for people like myself that have Katie stress levels. And, no, it's for their adrenals when their adrenals aren't. Because you know it. I have the Hashi, and then my mm-hmm. adrenals get really affected and impacted, especially when my EBV decides to be a royal bi. So mm-hmm. yeah, and she's female, and she's my EBV is male. I've decided. Oh my my EBV, I call her Myrtle.
0: I didn't, I haven't named it yet. Oh, you need to. Oh, I mean, I'll, cl- I'll actually, I know a name, but I'm not going to share it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a not safe for work name.
1: <laughs> so Myrtle, when she takes over and she decides to like unleash all of these factors, right? We have to watch because they are all cause for. So again, that Dutch is when that inflammation comes in. I My heart breaks when I have to go back to someone and say, we have to work more in the gut. And they're like, but I've worked a lot on the gut. And I'm like, you've also had this. You've had your H. pylori for a decade. Back to the gut. And that's
0: the thing is people think that, oh, well, I just did like a, a 90 days or 12 weeks of working on my gut. So check gut health is done on to the next. But in some cases, when they have like really big, longstanding issues going on in their gut, It's oftentimes not enough where, you know, you could extend that. Maybe they have to do six months of focused gut work. Maybe they need to do a break in between, but really reminding yourself that just because you've done a little bit of work on the gut doesn't mean like you're, you're done there forever.
1: And if you come in and that's the case in point, that does not mean we're not addressing acne. Mm -hmm. That's a fallacy. There's other practitioners I've seen and they don't do gut at all. And I'm like, how that blows my mind. It, it really I does. I don't know how because there is absolutely, and I will go toe to toe with anybody that wants to challenge that. Don't do it, you guys. It's not, don't do it. I'm telling you now. It's not safe. It's not worth it. <laughs> don't do it. Abort, abort. We have the white flag. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like come strong and come with your research because I am telling you, there is no way if we do not and it doesn't have to be aggressive, right? Like everybody is their own person. But if someone has a decade of H. pylori, guess what? Mm, mm, right? No. So can we link
0: now? Can we link the gut for, for PMS and hormones? Cause if someone hasn't listened to our gut episode or, or hormone or our liver episode, they may be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't understand the connection here between gut and my PMS symptoms. Like, how do those go hand in hand? So. To quick, really do a little summary. Of course, you can go back and listen to those episodes, but your gut is responsible for manufacturing, regulating, and metabolizing hormones. So if your gut is struggling, so are your hormones. So you can be doing all the hormone balancing things in the world, even all of the liver detoxifying cleanses in the world, but if your gut is not in tip-top shape, it will be near impossible to balance your hormones, especially with that unique subset of microbes. And again, this is one I will always butcher is estrobolum. And it, it sounds it, fine. I, I just,
1: I'm a little self conscious about it because I can never get it. It's like stuck in my brain now. Well, there's a way at way so many other words that you say weird that I can pull out just so that you get like, off this. Morning. I can say I go sapentinoic <laughs> acid, no problem. <laughs> or phenylalanine. All of those. Absolutely.
0: But when I say the estrobolum, I'm like, am I saying it right? So we're, again, the estrobolum, which is a unique subset that is responsible for metabolizing your estrogens. And in so many cases, PMS is caused by an estrogen dominance. Well, if we just start taking a bunch of DIM in order to get those, you know, estrogens back down, you're not going after the root cause of why there's an estrogen dominance there in the first place we need to be going deeper and we need to be looking at your gut in order to ensure that your gut is metabolizing the estrogens and then also flushing them out of the body because your body gets rid of excess estrogens through your stool. So if you're chronically constipated and you're not flushing those out, guess what? They're ending up back in circulation, which is leading to further estrogen and dominance, which is worsening your PMS symptoms. So you see when we pull it all the way back, all roads lead back to the gut. And then once the gut's in tip-top shape, we look at the health of the liver. Is the liver, are the different phases, the phase one and phase two, are they working to detoxify? Are they sluggish? Are they struggling? Because if they're struggling, the filtration of the hormones is gonna get impacted as well. So you can see it's the gut, it's the liver, and then it leads to the hormones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And please, please, let me just throw this in because we also have this episode of that PCOS, blood, sugar, stability, gut, Inflammation. Again, all of this is like, please come to me. Come to me. If you're going to say no, we can totally get to the hormones. Here's what happens. Fine. We we do the DIM. We do the maca. We do the barrage. We do the vitex. We do the chest tree. We do the inositol. Whatever it is, the salpimento. Right. Mm-hmm. We do it all based on what somebody does. Katie, what happens when we slowly, mm-hmm. slowly? Start to wean off the supplements. When we haven't worked on the gut, Chris? Even if we have, which is a good marker, Mm -hmm. right? So even when we do, when, what happens when we start? Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go without no gut work. Okay. Okay. Two scenarios.
0: No gut work. We wean off symptoms are coming back because you're using that supplement as a band-aid. And how fast? Pretty quickly. As soon as, as soon as you get, as soon as you rip that band-aid off, you get rid of those
1: supplements. It's a body's like, Oh, okay. Well, let's go back to what we were doing before. Absolutely. Now we've done some gut work, we implement it, we go slowly, we have one of two things that are going to happen. It's going to tell us, uh-oh, symptoms are coming back. It might not be long enough. Hormones take cycles. And I'm talking cycles, like at like 90, 90. At bare
0: minimum. Bare minimum, 90 days, everybody. Highlight okay. this one, underline it bold. You need to give your hormones at least 90 days to have a true hormonal reset because of the way follicular genesis works in the body.
1: And even that beautiful thing for those people that, you know, ha- don't have a menses or can't regulate it or menopause, we use the moons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> some of us howl at them, but you know, other ones use it for indications of other things. And, and the thing is, is sometimes 90 days
0: isn't going to be long enough. Like we had, um, absolutely. I, I, we went, ran a Dutch, I think it was last year, and the client had been dealing with PCOS for like a very long time. And after, you know, we went and met with the ND, the naturopath, and she's like, this, this client needs to be like bare minimum six months doing this protocol because of how big these imbalances are. It's not a quick one and done. Like you need to give yourself time. You can't rush it. Why are you laughing at now? Why are you laughing? <laughs>
1: one and done. That's how my first born was. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
0: That's where you're going. How did your brain go there? Oh, that's how I got my first child.
1: And second. And third. Chris, we know you can't go to weddings and have alcohol. Listen, I I honestly didn't want children. So I said to Steve, you got one shot, buddy. So that's the joke. Stop it. And he did not disappoint. He did now. You have three (laughs) lovely girls. And all planned just if you needed to. That's so funny. In the one and done method. In the one and done method. Mine was a little bit different. Yeah. So if we have that PCOS, right? Sometimes we have to look at that six months because there's that blood sugar stability. There is that stress and that implication. There's lots of other things. So those are the factors. So when we start to slowly come off and you've done that gut work, it might not be enough time for the, that regulation. If we come off and all of a sudden all the symptoms come back really quickly. We might have to dig a little bit more into that gut. Absolutely. Remember, this is the first kick at the can. Katie and I just didn't start this. It's not new. I have been through protocols and protocols and protocols and again and again and again, because it's what we do. It's mm-hmm. like, like right now, you and I, oddly enough, similar, but totally separate. Like we're going after like the same root cause, mm-hmm. but separate approaches. I don't know how long mine's going to take versus
0: yours. It's every individual is different. We have not had a single client that it's like, okay, everybody at day 106, that's when your acne clears. That's when your PMS clears. That's when your, your things clear, because we have no idea how your body is going to respond to the things that need to be done or the length of time. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have. Lots of clients who clear up their acne and their PMS and their hormonal symptoms, like four months, five months, six months, there's still going to be that handful that's going to take six to eight months or eight to 12. And then there's going to be that small percentage. I would say maybe what, like 1% of the clients that we work with take anywhere from 12 to 24 months. Yeah. I would say, yeah, there's a small handful that will take in that one to two year
1: mark. However, usually out of that 1%, no. I say 2%. Okay, two, let's say two. And 1.75% <laughs> of those people, you love my percentage. Well, I don't math well. I don't math well. Katie's okay, like, why are you using decimals? <laughs> so in all, but in sincerity is a grand percentage of the one to two, we find underlying infection of something. under Big underlying issues. Absolutely. So then now where it's like, oh yeah, we're working on acne. Look at this. It's boom. And it's not a setback. That's what we call our baseline. Mm -hmm. Oh, hello. Welcome. I see you. Right? And in the hair trace mineral analysis, you know, where you cut your hair and do all that thing, we can see sometimes that to the calcium and sodium ratios. Mm -hmm. So this is, I mean, plus malignum, plus, 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 believe me, there's not one marker that, well, that's for people to know that there's just not one marker, right? Like, I'm like, even when I'm training, how, like, Ask your coaches, right? When I'm training, they're like, "I'm sweating, Chris. Hold on. Where are the markers?" Like, you know your stuff, right? Chris is on fire, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an HR complaint. Thank goodness we don't have an HR department and be like, "Chris is really hard on me about the
0: HTMA. Well, we have an HR consultant. I just haven't shared the consultant's contact info with the team.
1: Yeah, I just don't recommend that. So those are all that the, the intricacies of trying to do all that it's not, it really isn't a quick fit. It's absolutely a gut. Of course there's food and supplements in this. And you know how we're, we're not just going to run into all those supplements because it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Like I know you and I, we will say these are great for overall acne. These are great for overall gut supplements, Mm -hmm. but we never come out and say, oh, this is what you're going to do. And I don't know how other practitioners do that. It makes me Like I've never asked them. I don't know how, because it's like, how can you determine that? It's yeah. You're like, look at their
0: phone. Like, oh, let's just take a B vitamin or, oh, you know, I, I we get this a lot where, um, acne clients have been seeing like a naturopath or a functional practitioner or, or another nutritionist for like years. And they still haven't had any, any shifts in their symptoms or any shifts in their skin. And then we look and they're taking a very generic approach. It's like, take this multivitamin, take this B complex, take this fish oil and have this, this, this zinc. And no wonder your skin's not clearing because that's not what you need. Those are like general skin health tips, but it doesn't get into that nitty gritty. So making sure that you're taking the right supplements, which we're going to get into in a little bit. So I want to move through the what causes it and then really go into the difference between PMS and PMDD. So the one final thing I wanted to touch on, because we touched on the alcohol, the caffeine, the environmental toxins, and we know that um, there's, Toxins in our personal care products, in mm-hmm. our water, in our food prep, in our whatever it may be, fragrances, perfumes you choose to everything. wear. Literally everything. Literally it's everything. Literally everything. There's no regulation on like, that anything. That mimic hormones in the body. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very cautious of those environmental toxins. Then, and that's going to have to be its own podcast episode in itself. And then I wanted to quickly touch on Chris is how do the low vitamins and minerals impact our hormones? This is where we're, how are the nutrient deficiencies impacting our PMS symptoms? Well, remember your hormones rely on specific nutrients, especially those fat soluble nutrients in order for proper hormone production. So if your body isn't getting the fuel it needs, how is it supposed to turn its engine on? How is it supposed to get its wheels turning and moving forward if you're so deficient in nutrients, which can come from either a nutrient deficient diet where you're eating that standard North American diet, and or you're not digesting your food well because you need to you need to break your food down, and then order to absorb in order to get those nutrients, you have to be able to absorb them properly.
1: Yeah, digestion is key, right? So this is what I'm talking about, like that gut. If we cannot digest and absorb. We've got issues. You've got major right? issues. Like you need We to start have there. issues way before hormones. Now, all those the, one little nugget in here but before we kind of close off that other one because I'm still back here a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm running with the cart. She's Stop like trying to slow down. <laughs> we, we're supposed to turn back here. Is we see a substantial, like a grand amount of people as they go through their own acne journey inside the clear skin solution, their hormones start shifting all by themselves and for the better, to the point, sometimes we never have to touch the hormones because depending on the amount, the underlying illness, the amount of time that they've been suffering with all of these factors. Yeah. I mean, younger bodies versus older bodies, you think that's going to impact? Yeah. A younger body It's like, woohoo, thank you for listening. Right? So all of these things are going to impact, but we see such a great return on many hormones. Without going hormone right away. A hundred
0: percent. And we always tell our clients the, the markers that we're watching out for before your acne clears is your bowel movements, your sleep, your energy, and your PMS symptoms. Because we will oftentimes find that within what I would say the three month mark or the four month mark, Chris, we have clients being like, Oh my God, I didn't even know my period was coming. I had no PMS symptoms. And guess what? We had just done worked on their gut and worked on their liver, hadn't even
1: God haven't even touched a dim, haven't even looked at a Vitex. Yeah. Sometimes not even into the the liver. Because again, everything is a building. It's a stacking approach. We what we do first is a block to then we bring in the next focus or that protocol. And who knows how many different things we're doing or shifting. So as we start getting those. Ooh, oh, you're having unicorn poops. Okay. Do you know how excited people get to tell me that they have a unicorn poop? It's, it's great because when you go from being chronically constipated or, or diarrhea and you're like, Oh my God,
0: I had the best bowel movement ever. I feel phenomenal. Just wanted to let you know. And we're like, yes,
1: you do. Yeah. We get so excited. And we had one client that had full on yellow pushools from top of the forehead, right down to the chin into the neck, pooping one to three, if not one week, if not at an occasion, one month—that's what she came in with. When she started pooping, she's like, "Thank you for bringing me into this world of pooping." <laughs> I know, I love when clients say things. She goes, "I don't really care what my acne does at this point, Chris. I am just loving these poops." Right? And what happened when she started pooping? Mm-hmm. A lot of that congestion went away. The acne was no more pusual. It wasn't yellow. It wasn't toxic. Mm-hmm. She was building up her own toxins. So. Long story short is one in that digestion, we got to absorb that, right? And then we can look at those mineral imbalances because I'll tell you, you go do an internet search, they're going to say, get into those B vitamins. And I'm going to say, yay, I love B vitamins. I really do. But if your opportunistic bacteria is so high in the lower cavity and your body has the ability through fermentation to make B vitamins as well, and it can't or the K because now you're vitamin D deficient because you don't have the cofactors, then what the heck, right? And that, but I want, I want to touch on the B vitamins because we will often
0: find that, yes, we love B vitamins, but with people with a big dysbiosis, it can actually be feeding. The bees can actually feed the the microbes in your gut and same with iron, but that's a whole nother, whole nother thing.
1: Yeah. And for the lack of better expression and the connection of that, it's because these are energy sources, energy sources for the body and energy sources for everything else. Mm -hmm. So we can look at the bees. How many people come in and they're like, I'm completely off all grains. And I'm like, "Hmm. how are you getting your B vitamins? So it's not about coming off of everything. It's not about that plagued, oh my gosh, those oats are going to just destroy my life, mess you up. It's about what we're doing every day that has that perpetual insult, not the moderation. Absolutely. So jumping into that, yeah, there's going to be all of these hormone imbalances. They're going to say the Bs. If you can't methylate your hormones and you can't take in your Bs, the very last B vitamin remind you is B12 and B12 is so codependent on hydrochloric acid, which is in your stomach. Hello. Welcome. Mic drop. Boom. Chris is getting off her soapbox now uh chris no i'm not i just
0: started i know when we were talking about this topic chris is like i am so excited about this topic you had last week with the birth control pill i'm not gonna let you speak this time like okay i'll let you just do your thing but um no i said i may let you. she may let me so i also want to clarify for those that
1: don't know what that means what does methylating hormones mean it means your body's ability to turn over the car engine right? The dominoes, you start that domino and it goes, oh, okay. Yep. Here's another one. Here's another one. And they all go down nicely. Mm-hmm. If we are deficient in any B's, right from our B1, or it could start say at our B9, right? Very codependent of the thyroid, Boom. Everything else after that is going to be. This is why, you know, we talked in the other podcast. We don't like single sources of B vitamins. Mm -hmm.
0: Cause that's where we can be seeing those flares where we get acne sufferers that are terrified to take biotin, terrified to take a B12 because it's going to flare their skin. It's like, well, we don't, or even niacin for the flushing. We don't want to be taking high doses of any, any single one. They need to be taken in conjunction synergistically because they have those cofactors and they work together. So that's, that's a whole, that's a whole sidebar there, but. Now that we've gone into what the symptoms are, what's causing it, let's go into the difference between PMS and PMDD. So we have, you know, the premenstrual syndrome and then we have the premenstrual dysphoric disorder.
1: What's the difference, Chris? Let's do it. So PMS is when your hormones in your body get a little wonky, right? Maybe estrogen's driving a little too high, progesterone can't kick over, Ovulation goes out of whack. These types of things, not that one is more gut related, but usually we find a greater improvement in PMS when we get into the gut Mm -hmm. and your body chills out. When we're looking at PMDD, this is really hormone based mood disorder. So now we're bringing in that whole brain activity as well. So mind, body, spirit. This is your PMDD.
0: And with PMDD, it's essentially PMS on steroids. It is like your symptoms are horrendous. And with a usual, um, with a usual PMS, the symptoms are what five to seven days. But when you're looking at PMDD, Mm -hmm. it can actually be like 10 to 14 days. So like half of your month, you are feeling like this. So not only are your traditional PMS symptoms extremely not fun, but you're also dealing with additional mood and mental health issues like feelings of hopelessness, suicidal thoughts, bouts of extreme sadness and depression, and a decrease in your interest in your usual activities where like nothing, you just, you have no drive to do anything. You don't want to watch TV. You don't want to go read a book. You literally just want to s- lay there and stare at the ceiling. And I say this from full experience because after I had Frankie, I developed PMDD and I, 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 was like, what is happening to me? Why do I, why do I want to murder everybody? Why do I want, like, why do I have suicidal thoughts? Why am I so depressed? How come I can't get out of bed? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, when I got, and then all of a sudden, a few days later, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back to normal. I feel, I feel okay. And then I, and then that cycle repeats. And I realized very quickly that I was dealing with
1: PMDD. Yeah. It's debilitating. It's extremely debilitating. When, When something's lasting that 10 to 14 days, and you have no idea why it affects two to 10% of the population. PMS, 30 to 80%. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. Two to 10, 30 to 80. Do you see this gut implication a little bit more? Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at is PMDD also, you're going to, pro- I don't know how long it took you. You can tell us, but it goes undiagnosed because yep. the symptoms are so drastically reduced. Outside of that, you in your luteal phase, it's like, watch out, take cover. Here comes Katie. Absolutely. Like my poor husband was like, oh, like
0: he, I'm pretty sure he would chart my cycle in his phone somehow. And God bless his soul because he's not a combative person. He's very calm and laid back. And he just wouldn't, he wouldn't engage and he would just let me be my crazy self. But I ended up realizing quite quickly, like I said, that I was dealing with PMD, but uh, but I knew it was very difficult to get a diagnosis and that you generally need, I believe it's like three to six cycles of these symptoms in order for them to even, you know, diagnose you. And you need to be, you know, checking off all of these boxes because there isn't a diagnostic test that you can take to be like, yes, this person has PMDD. So I knew that I was going to have to wait in order to get that diagnosis. But in the meantime, I'm not going to sit there and suffer. Like that's, not fun at all, and you. For me, when I really started to take the matter into my own hands, of course, I consulted with my naturopath. Um, and in my, ex- in, what I ended up having to doing was is using a topical progesterone cream to get my estrogen and progesterone back
1: into a happy ratio. Exactly. So many times, this is also undiagnosed. Not only on top of that, or misdiagnosed, mm-hmm. and that connector is going to be bipolar. Yes, because. The, the, symmetry between the suicidal, suicide, suicidal thoughts, right? Yes. However, if you disassociate from things you like and you have no joy or zest, right? But oh my gosh, day one and you bleed and you're like, Hey, hey, family, I'm back. It's me. Look at me. They're like, what is happening? Right. But you've hit enough of those boxes. Boom. And then you've just had two different personalities in the brink of a sleep. Absolutely. And had I like had I gone and taken the medical route,
0: uh, because I, I did talk to my family doctor about it, but guess what you're gonna be met with is take the birth control pill or here's an antidepressant. Both of those were big, yeah were big no thank you, Archies. No thank you, Archie, which is which is my my 10-month-old lab puppy, which gets a Archie no thank you when he takes everybody's shoes. But I knew because of my education, my training, that that was just going to mask my symptoms. The birth control pill and the antidepressants were going to do nothing to get after what this imbalance was, which in my case was an estrogen dominance after um, my this was my fourth pregnancy and going through all the things. And... Had I just gone that route, guess what? It would have made my issue worse because the birth control pill was just going to flood my body with more estrogen. It was going to alter the gut, my gut's microbiome. The SSRIs mm-hmm. or the antidepressants were again going to impact my gut health and go after that gut brain access where if we're altering our gut microbiome, guess what? Your issues, your, your mental and your brain act, your, your brain issues are going to be getting worse because of that direct connection between the two. But you're taking these meds. So it's just covering the symptoms and you don't know what's getting worse.
1: Yeah, and what's going to happen is sometimes, this isn't for everybody, but where you were like day one, so from menses up to day 14, where you're like, oh, love and life, day 15, you know, boom, like everything goes downhill. What happens is sometimes when we take these, the birth control and the antidepressants and everything, that's what's going to exasperate that PMS during that time. And now it's going to, again, almost mask that PMD, Because your symptoms aren't so drastic any longer, right? Mm -hmm. We have to remember this is a disorder. So you have extreme, extreme. Am I being clear? Extreme? Extreme. You can
0: asterisk that one as well.
1: Sensitivities to estrogen and progesterone hormones. And again, like you had, but usually what we do is we lean towards that estrogen uh, dominance, where the PMS is not the sensitivity to the hormones as the body's responses. Mm -hmm. And how, and how it's again, methylating the hormones or detoxifying or, you know, any, any kind of issue. So if we look at those types of things, we have to be very careful because we're not saying that you don't have for the people because we've had clients with bipolar. Absolutely. It's not that you don't have it and it's not that it's not going to, but please just make sure you're going to have to really advocate for yourself. Do your research understand why it is you're going through all of these things. Because the other things that you're going to maybe be offered is outside of that antidepressant or anti-anxiety, mood stabilizers, right? We talked about the estrogen suppressors or enhance, really it's estrogen suppressor birth control, but it's really an enhancer. I don't get that connection. Mm-hmm. You did the progesterone therapy, which Good, good. And I like that. Did you do it topically? I did. not It was through my naturopathic declaimer. It was through the nat- yeah, naturopathic absolutely. doctor. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And what we have to is what about, and you've had friends and family and stuff. What about the whole baby carriage remover, the oh, hysterectomy? hysterectomy? Yeah. Or the, um, oophorectomy where, you know, it's the bilateral, either it's one or two of the ovaries coming out. So it's basically the whole playground and the toys. Everything's gone. And then yeah. what
0: I really find really upsetting and, and, and disheartening is that, you know, women are given these hysterectomies and then they're sent on their way and they're given no follow up. Like they're, they're never told, Oh, this, this could throw you into, you know, into menopause and you could be dealing with these massive massive mood swings where you're crying one minute, happy the next, and you feel like you've gone crazy. And they're literally given no follow-up support. And then what happens is they go back, they get testing, they're told, nope, your hormones are fine, everything is normal. And women are just stuck in this cycle with no support because they're dismissed
1: time and time again. I have heartburn right now. <laughs> I know. <like> it makes <laughs> I, me I get so mad upset. because I get mad. And I try not to get mad, right? I, I, I reserve that for my children that don't complete their homework assignments. But... I, it's so frustrating. The people Mm. that have had their gallbladder removed and I'm like, yeah. So what did they tell you you have to do? What? Nothing. What do you mean? What? (laughs) You've removed a part of your body. What do you
0: mean? It's. It's and it's horrible because I feel so bad for the people this is happening to because they don't know they're not a medical practitioner they 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 don't know these things they're going Point coach syndrome yeah they're going to their doctor for help and then they don't know to ask additional questions so this is at no fault to the individual who has had these things happen to them they didn't know to 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 ask for follow up questions they they didn't know these things so this is why Chris and I are here for this podcast because we we want you to know what to ask about. We want you to be able to advocate because you truly are your own best health advocate in the end. I'm legit so irritated
1: right now. Chris is like, I need, I need to go punch a hole in the wall somewhere. Like, Good thing I have like headphones on or you see smoke. If it starts coming out my nose, it's not like my histamine reaction or anything, you know? <laughs> that's not it. But that's the thing. I I, I really can't handle the... Uh, the disconnect between the Western and the holistic world, because we would be so strong together. together. If you put those two oh. together, because the Western medical world, they have so like incredible
0: life-saving medical advances that I'm so grateful that we have access to here in our country. And there's a time and a place for Western medicine. But when it comes to ex- example, PMS, because if you go to your doctor and you're like, oh, you know, having a bit, a bit of breast tenderness, I'm having some mood swings, a, a low libido, you're they're going to tell you, oh, no, that's normal. It's just, it's part of being a woman. It's part of being a mom. It's part of getting older. And you're like, oh. Okay. I guess I'm just going to have to deal with being crazy for half of the month and you're dismissed and you're, and you're either just sent out the door or you're given a prescription and it's nothing is done to get to the root cause. So we are here to say if you're dealing with PMS symptoms, remember these are like the check engine light coming on in your car mm-hmm. and you just ignoring the check engine light. Okay. Sometimes I ignore my check engine light in my car, but that's a different story. <laughs> when you're looking at your body and you're, you're having extreme fatigue, you're having acne, you're having mood swings, you're having heavy, painful periods. You do not need to accept this and you do not need to live this way. Mm-hmm. I'll get off my
1: soapbox. Oh, I like it. Today, today I'm on, today I'm on like Katie bandwagon. She's, she,
0: we're <laughs> on the bandwagon together. She, Chris is driving and she's going hi-yah with the
1: horse whip. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. It's, it's just so weird. Like, if if you can see my dark and cold heart right now. No, just kidding. It's, it's she's not lovely. she's not kidding. No, but if you can see my heart right now, it's just like it's pumping and it just it engulfs. Like when I'm on intakes with clients and they tell me this, it takes everything in me to maintain composure, not to like rage out. And I just sit there and I say. I'm so sorry that you had to go. Like, I don't say it. Like, I just, you know, say it, say it in my head. Like, outward. I'm so sorry you had to go through this. This was nothing of your own. Please, you know, through love and grace, please, please, please be able to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Because how many times does that mindset come in, Katie, and they fault themselves oh. with this all the time. These poor women. I hate when they do that. So I'm so sad. It's not isolated. And this is what we want to say. So as I'm going through the intake and I'm like, and I see this 20 year old girl that I just recently have, and they're going to go for an ultrasound. And I said, is it radioactive iodine? She's like, oh, I don't know. And I said, do you, have you been told about that? This is what irritates me. You are no medical professional has to tell the side effects. They don't have to go through what it can do to your body and the distress regulation. You and I, Katie, if we try and alter or educate people, we are slapped, we're bound, we are gagged. Uh, in the last two years, couldn't even use the words immune and supporting together. Like we got gag orders. Can't use the word this, boost. Can't use the word. We have a list, long
0: laundry list of words we can't use. We can't use the words heal, cure, treat. So many. Okay. I got to stop talking. Chris is getting angry.
1: I'm starting to
0: sweat. I think I'm having PMS. Chris, are you going into early menopause right now with your hot okay, flashes? So
1: what can we do about our PMS? What can we do about our PMD? Please distract my brain right now. What about testing? What kind of testing can we do, Absolutely. Katie? We love testing. Okay. I'm going to give you a minute to regain your composure. and. What?
0: Am I drink some water? Yeah, have some water over there. I will go into what kind of testing you can do because that's what it comes down to is, you know, how can I find out what imbalances I'm having? Well, of course you can go for your standard blood lab that you can get from your medical doctor. And remember when you are getting a blood lab done, these are some things you want to ensure is on it to be looking at, you know, PMS and PMDD. A full hormone panel, Full. Not just some testing. This one hormone. You request a full hormone panel. You request a complete thyroid panel. They're not going to just test your t- your your you know your T. your are um skipping my words. They're not just going to TSH, yes. free T yeah, three, free T four,
1: RT three, ATP, all of them, or AGTP. No, now I can't do it. You, but whatever you want to be antibodies. You want to
0: be looking at your adrenals and you want to be looking at your blood sugar. That should absolutely hands down all be hands down bare minimum. So I'm going to repeat it complete hormone panel, complete thyroid panel, adrenals and blood sugar. We wanna see those on your blood test. And if you can have that alongside a Dutch test, even better because a lot of the times the hormonal imbalances you're dealing with Most likely, or, or I should say may not come up on a traditional blood lab because the blood labs aren't comprehensive enough oftentimes to see their true hormonal picture. So when you get something like a Dutch, which is a urine based hormone test, it's going to be looking at your sex hormones and the different metabolites. So it will be looking at your estrogens. And I say estrogens because there are. Different estrogens in your body. You're not just one. We want to be looking at your E1, your E2, and your E3. Mm-hmm. And then when we're looking at your progesterone, your progesterone, you want to be getting those progesterones looked at. You want to be getting your, your androgens. So your different types of, you know, sex hormones, which would be including your testosterone. We want mm-hmm. to be looking at your cortisol, which is looking at your adrenals. We want to be having all of that. So when we can get clients that do the blood labs alongside the Dutch, that is like a winning combo because you're going to be able to truly see those imbalances. I'm still not in love with that first. I I know I'm not in love with that first, but if you are looking for a true hormonal test, that's going to be your best bet because don't together together because don't, you can't just get the blood labs alone because so often you'll be met with, Oh no, we tested your hormones. Everything's within range. You're fine. And you're like, wait, wtf what do you mean i'm fine i'm crying every day i am i have these extremely heavy periods i have acne how can i be fine they're like no no you're within range so reminder Mm -hmm. as you know you hear chris and i say quite regularly oftentimes you will be told your labs are normal for a few reasons one you could even be at the very high end of the range or the very low end of the range and as long as you're within that by like a millimeter they're gonna say oh everything's fine Mm -hmm. The next one is the ranges are actually too wide. They're too wide to be looking at. We need to be having a much more narrower, more functional range in order to truly see what is happening there. So that's the testing you can be doing specifically for your hormones. Of course, us over here in the Clear Skin Solution, we love a hair trace mineral analysis. And Chris, what are some markers that we can be looking out for on an HTMA that can indicate there are some imbalances at foot?
1: All Chris, she's like, where do I go first? Cause it, it's, it's all of them. Honestly, it's, it's all of them in compounding. But the great thing about the HMA is it shows the level of dysbiosis or homeostasis or whatever is out of balance. So you, I, whoever is doing it knows how to get in first, second, third. If we have high mercury, are we going in and? Hey, liver, let's just do a mm-hmm. detox. No, nope. no, because your liver is going to say, oh my gosh, I have to, what? what? What's going on? And we start stirring up these heavy metals and it comes out your skin. So we can isolate all these different, you know, your zinc and your copper and your magnesium and your adrenals and all of these things. The great thing is, is they all work together. So when you meet with your coach who is trained in this, they're going to say, okay, I understand. I understand mm-hmm. that you're here. Let me show you the connections with the HTMA, with your case history, with any other tests that you have, how this all aligns. I've had clients come in with Dutch. That is one of the first. Te- if you go to a doctor and you say, hey, whatever, even NDs, I have hormones. Mm. You have solicited their help for hormones. They are going to treat you for hormones, mm-hmm. Right. That's what you come to us. That's why you're here with acne. And we're like, why do we do a lot of guts? And why? Because we understand it's all interconnected. We're going to the root causes. So when we're looking at the HTMA or any kind of functional test, it's not about one singular mineral. It's about the compounding load into your body based on your entire file. And then from there, things like, you know what you're eating and what you're doing, those lifestyle factors are going to impact, right? Mm-hmm. I know you want probably more specific, but it's just, I'm, I'm there today where I'm like, mm-hmm. when you say you meet with me and then you're like, oh, I get it now.
0: I understand.
1: Chris, I don't know what you just said. Half of that was not English, but thank you uh for being detailed. Is usually what I get. She's ex- Chris is like extremely detailed. She, she'll give you everything and the kitchen sink over
0: here. With an HTMA call because her brain is so, <laughs> it, it's so incredible. Honestly, it really is. When it comes to these minerals and the HTMAs, like there is nobody like the lovely Chris Brown. And it's, I, I swear to God, anytime a client has a uh, HTMA with you, they're like, I would have never in my life thought you could get that from a hair trace mineral
1: from a simple. Even people that come in with past ones, oh, past ones. And I'm looking and I'm like, okay, so when you were dealing with a practitioner or even their doctor, detrit- No, I didn't have this level of detail. Uh, They didn't connect my symptoms because we don't go in and read the minerals. We don't need to. I need to connect your symptoms and the way you feel because that's the only thing you know Mm -hmm. from their boom, right? So let's chitty chat about uh, foods. Oh, well, we are nutritionists. So this is kind of our wheelhouse here. Kind of
0: like what we like to do. This is our jam. No pun intended. So when we're looking at first, I want to, I want to touch on when it comes to PMS. What is the specific things that we are focusing on? And then that way we can lead that into food because you can base what you're eating based on those imbalances. So when we're looking at PMS symptoms specifically, the most common things we see with our clients is issues with estrogen and progesterone, right? Oh yeah. They have, they have an estrogen dominance, maybe their, their progesterone is really low. So that's what we need to keep in mind when we're eating for PMS. So we, first of all, we need to eat food. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things we see.
1: Eat ladies,
0: eat women, please. Are not eating enough food in the day. They straight up don't have enough caloric intake. They're skipping meals. They're having coffee for breakfast and lunch. They dehydrated. are dehydrated. They're not drinking water. So first and foremost, eat the food, drink the water. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's oftentimes because we're busy. So if, you know, you are rushing out the door, whether you, you know, if you have kids, you're getting, you're like, honestly, moms always eat last. (laughs) Moms always eat last. The husband's been sent out the door. The kids have been fed. The dogs have been fed. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I have to leave now. And I didn't have time for myself. So this is where, if you can even make yourself a smoothie the night before, right? Or, Warm up leftovers from dinner. Like just because it's breakfast doesn't mean you have to have like pancakes and a smoothie. You could be having leftover chicken and veggies. Something that's easy, that's a grab and go that you can take and go with you is better than not eating at all. And then just stopping at Starbucks or Tim Hortons and getting a coffee. So you suppress your hunger. So please make sure you're eating enough food. And we want to be making sure you're not skipping meals because this is really going to impact your hormones. So having consistent meals throughout the day and having protein, fiber and healthy fats. These are so important. If we can be getting, you know, anywhere from that 70 to 100 grams of protein per day, which can be coming from, you know, animal sources like your, your, um, wild fish, your, your poultry, your, your beef, all of those eggs you can be oh I'm hungry I know I'm starving <laughs> I'm like I'll take one of each please I'll take one of all of that or you can getting it from yeah. plants so your nuts your seeds your quinoa your be- your beans your lentils legumes getting more protein in the day and then looking at your fiber so fiber of course we know can be coming from things like quinoa and wild rice and and, and the grain the gluten free grains but they can also be coming from your plant foods so there's lots of fiber rich fruits and vegetables out there like fun fact did you know that a cup of raspberries has about eight grams of fiber in it? Elish. In one cup of raspberries. I love raspberries. I have a great smoothie. Um, Actually, did I post my raspberry smoothie? I didn't. If you go to the cherry bomb smoothie, that's a great smoothie. And you can swap in a cup of uh, raspberries in place of the cherries. Fun little side note. Okay, sidebar. What's your sidebar?
1: Raspberries. Raspberries also contain lysine, which is an essential amino acid that needs to really, you know, get everything going, like your methionine. And guess what, people? Just guess what? All these fats and all these foods, your hormones are fat based. So you need fats to support your fat based
0: hormones. Oh, because we still have that pocket of people that were so brainwashed in the eighties and nineties to think that low fat is amazing. I can't eat fats. I can't eat fats. They're going to make me fat. They're going to, you know, do all the things you, your body needs healthy fats. Your body needs fats in order to produce. Hormones in order to supply you with energy. Yeah. So if you're extremely tired, if you're dealing with PMS, let's take a look at the fats. Are we getting enough, you know, whether it be avocado, coconut, nuts, seeds, uh, cold water fatty fish? These are all olive oil, avocado oil, Mm -hmm. olives. Like these are all great sources of fats you want to be having in your day. But Chris, I know you have a little asterisk to
1: healthy fats, making sure you can digest them. Katie, I don't want to push this podcast longer. Can you tell me the sound asterisk makes, please? She's.
0: <laughs> do you know why she's asking me this? Because I shared with Chris Brown this morning that when I can't remember what like the the word for something, I just make the sound that I think it sounds like. So she was like, um, she said the asterix, and she couldn't remember the name. And I went. She's like, what does that like asterix? That's what that's what it would sound like. So to the point where my like my family now calls the mini food processor the buzz buzz. Like my 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 parents, my brothers, Paige, who's my sister in law, is so like, "Where's the buzz buzz?" It's because whenever I can't remember the name for an appliance, I'll say, "Where's the buzz buzz?" You know, the the thing those buzz buzz So that's just a fun fact about me. If I can't remember the word for something, I make the sound that I think
1: it would make. Yes. So let's Sigh go to to the sh- 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 Something. <laughs> Yeah, we have to make sure we're emulsifying it right. One little factor I did want to throw in here, while we're kind of talking about the foods here for a second, is when we have that PMDD, the cravings are not like cravings with PMS. These are intense, emotionally driven. Now remember, we're already emotionally driven. This PMDD is an emotional response, right, with that the mood and everything. So. I say, feed your cravings. I, I tell people this all the time. And they're like, what? I can have like the Twix and they'll hang. No, 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 no. What? Exasperate your symptoms. Yeah, we need to get, this is where we want to look in those fruits. So I love that you said the berries, right? The raspberries, the blueberries, the strawberries. They have great properties. They're high in antioxidants. They're low in sugar. They're full of water, mm-hmm. right? So see, that's multiverse. The cherries, the, you know, watermelon, dark chocolate. I'm, I'm even, oh, okay, I'll give you some dark chocolate, yeah. right? It's cleaner. Kiwi, high in vitamin C. All of these, these types of things we want to gravitate towards and you want to make sure you are getting them in. So use those foods. Please, please, please dried fruits. I'm not recommending with PMDD because it's a big, it's a sugar in and a sugar out and it just, it alters it too fast, but. Mm-hmm. Go with the fibers because we need it for it. And then... You get a bit of water, and you get all those antioxidants and/or other properties with it. The dried, nah, not really in love with, mm-hmm. or or the or Henry bar. Yeah, not the stick to the dark chocolate, not the O Henry bar. So outside
0: yeah. of those foods, of course, we want to be having fiber rich foods, which we talked about already, because that's going to help pull the estrogen out of the body. It's going to help us um, have really healthy poop. So making sure you're getting enough fiber in the day. I love to see that range in about 35 to 45 grams per day. And if you're wondering, well, how am I supposed to know how much protein, how much fiber I'm getting? You can. Download any type of those like calorie counter apps, uh, like the MyFitnessPals. You don't need to use it for the calories. Ignore the calories. I specifically want you to maybe use it over the course of two to three days in order to see how much protein and fiber you're already getting. And then from there, like, okay. I'm getting 40 grams of protein in a day. That just means I need to up my servings a little bit. So that can really give you that, that mental uh, idea of that. Um, and then we also want to be making sure we're having lots of vegetables because they're going to be giving us all of the different nutrients that we need, being that rainbow. And of course, as you know, we always promote that anti-inflammatory diet for the foundation. But then comes our, what are the big foods that we need to avoid or drastically reduce when it comes to PMS. I'm going to let you do the bubble popper.
1: Definitely caffeine, alcohol, Mm -hmm. anything with high processed sugar comes in a box, lots of ingredients. If you're craving and going for that ice cream container, that's that's a symptom of what you're experiencing, right? And that can be a gut health. There's certain times of that. So we want to really take out those refined carbs or those man-made processed foods. They're not going to help, right? Even... Just as a sidebar, even when we look at supplements, right, because we know everybody's on every single supplement, I say where it says, hey, you could be taking a vitamin E and you could be taking a calcium and all these things, there are a plethora of foods that go under that umbrella, I'd rather you go look up, you know, your B vitamins and what your magnesium and your vitamin E's. Yeah. All of these rich, your phosphorus, right? Yeah. Google phosphorus phosphorus rich foods, foods, magnesium rich foods. Yeah. Vitamin E rich foods. Go look at these. So for every publication you see, and they're recommending all these supplements to be, you know, supplements again are a band-aid and as nutritionists, we really want to make sure, first of all, are you even eating it? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be deficient if you're not. Supplements aren't
0: meant to replace healthy eating. They are meant to support you on their journey because they absolutely can come in handy. When we have clients, we've of course we've used DIM with specific clients after we've looked at testing. Yeah. Of course, we use the Vitex, the green tea extract, the black cohosh, the rhodiola, the vitamin, e, the magnesiums, the calciums. Absolutely, we use them in the right component alongside making sure we're having these dietary, um, uh, uh, dietary foundations in place.
1: And you and I, we're supplement junkies. Like we love our supplements. Mm -hmm. We're, We're down with them, but there's a time and a place and I don't love them for clients. I actually like to take more conservative because I want them to feel their body shift.
0: Absolutely. Now the last one, before we hit our hour mark, is lifestyle components. So when it comes to the lifestyle part of dealing with PMS or and or PMDD, we of course want to be having that mental emotional support. So if you can get the help of a therapist, um, you know, if that's not in your budget, there's a lot of free counseling and free therapy in different cities. So look into that, um, whether, you know, it's cognitive behavioral, EMDR, it's counseling, find someone that can support you on this journey that is accredited to do so. Please make sure if you are dealing with PMDD, you do have suicidal Thoughts, you are depressed, please reach out to somebody, whether it's your, your, somebody on your medical care team, your doctor, you know, call the suicide prevention hotline. Like there are so many places, things in place to support you. You don't have to struggle like this alone. Mm -hmm. And then really be watching out for your chemical exposure. So start, start opting for more natural products. Um, You know, instead of using the chemical filled personal care products, start learning how to swap things in and out. Um, You know, you can be using the EWGs. The Environmental Working Group Skin Deep database to be seeing how toxic. So, avoiding things that have parabens. If you read through your ingredient list, it has the word paraben in it, it um, on the end of like a methyl paraben, whatever it may be. Please find something else because those are mimicking hormones in your body, and they can actually um, are actually considered a carcinogen. Other ingredients on your list would be phthalates. So, we'll be checking out for phthalates. And if you have synthetic fragrance, if it says fragrance or perfume on that, please. We need to find a different option because under the category of perfume and fragrance, mm-hmm. it is actually, there is a little loophole with manufacturers and they can hide thousands of different ingredients um, underneath this fragrance term that doesn't have to legally be on the ingredient list because it's considered a trade secret for them. So the big ones, parabens, phthalates, fragrance, perfume, <laughs> be giving a miss to because they can be impacting your hormones and mimicking them. The last one is, of course, Chris, going to be sleep. Your body needs sleep because if you are dealing with PMS, if you're dealing especially with PMDD, guess what's going to be making those symptoms a whole hell of a lot worse? Lack of sleep.
1: Sleep and poop. That's I, I Every night I say, universe, thank you for another beautiful day. Sleep and poop. Do you hear me? I just want unicorn poops and gorgeous sleep. That's all I want life. That's all I want. That's all I want. Maybe, you know, Steve can provide the rest.
0: But for me, <laughs> <laughs> just give me my sleep and my poop. And that's all you need. So just remember to summarize up today. if you are dealing with PMS symptoms, while they are common, they are not normal. You do not need to be stuck like this forever. You can start putting into place that anti-inflammatory diet, the protein, fiber, fats, getting, you know, limiting our alcohol, caffeine, rec- refined carbohydrates, making sure we're sleeping and reaching out to people on your medical care team, your practitioner, to support you on this journey. All right, that's all for this one here on the Clear Skin Chronicles. Remember, we got another one next week you guys are going to love. Ashley is back for the next skincare episode. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.